Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The volume. Oh man, everything just tastes a little sweeter. The air smells a little better. He's a little greater, and it's all because football is back and in full swing with another week of epic games. And hmm, can you guess who's got you covered on all the action for every single one of those games? That's right. You already know the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Okay, an official betting partner of the NFL. And once again, right now, new customers can bet just $5 on football and get $200 hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets if you're signing up for the draft you have the first time promo code tbob you bet five dollars on football you get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. are you kidding me guys but it's not just the new customers okay nobody misses out with DraftKings. in fact all DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this september just get on the app and check them out so get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now using the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B, to sign up, and you can take advantage of that incredible new customer deal, bet $5, and take home $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B, the crown is yours. If you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See dkng.co slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in AMP to an extra special Sunday morning edition of snaps um it's an interesting sunday morning for your boy i've got the girls in the office with me it's a great time um i'm a bit in the sunday morning doghouse 
Uh, Aaron, mm-hmm. I let I let College Football Saturday kind of take take me away, if you will. It's it's the old it's the old line from you know uh, what 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 Bilbo tells Frodo. You know, be careful when when you step out that door because you like kind of never know where it's going to take you. That was basically me. Eleven a.m. LSU kickoff. I stepped into a double mezcal at eleven fifteen and. Next thing you know, I'm sleeping on my next door neighbor's concrete at about midnight. And I've got mm. uh, approximately 30 to 40 texts from the wife about not hey. putting it to sleep, how mad hey. she is at me, how worthless I am. <laughs> so we are, uh, hey, but I watched a lot of football and it was a fun Saturday, but we're going to have to make up for it on this Sunday. How are you feeling today, man? How was calling good. the game? Good. Calling the game was good. I, I completely understand. Uh, the, the the nature in which you were were acting yesterday with with LSU yeah. looking like 2019 LSU and Jaden, the way he's performed the past two weeks I mean hey LSU top five team in America I don't blame you for getting a little rowdy you're still banging that drum I feel you look the I LSU am, game played like we thought it would um again LSU's offense has been really good this entire year save for two possessions um yep. but whatever we, we're not going to talk LSU because the big there's a few big stories today from yesterday first off. Uh, the Colorado Colorado State battle ended up being Jeez. infinitely better than anybody could have guessed, and that is kind of a funny thing that you saw yesterday as well. Is like anytime you get these slates that are supposed to be dog shit, there's always something that shocks you, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you saw yesterday. I mean, Mizzou kicks a 61 yard walk off winner to beat a very good Kansas State team. Are you kidding me? That was awesome at home. You have um, a, a Florida State in a tough battle with BC, uh, Alabama and UGA stink. I want to get into that. Uh, Tennessee, still Tennessee, guys. You know, you thought mm. you'd arrive, not so fast. So, so I guess the point of it mm. is, even on these um, sleepy Saturdays, there's always better action than we anticipate. And Colorado, Colorado State was just that. As Jay Norvell had Coach Prime and the boys on the ropes, down 11 late. They have to score a touchdown in the final minute. Two-point conversion to force OT. They go to double OT. But in the end, Prime, Shadur, and the boys walk away with the dub. I just love the quote from from Coach Prime saying, I looked over to the other side of the field and said, there's no way I'm going to let this man beat me. Like, you're just, it's like, it's kind of like when my brother and I are playing backyard basketball when I was a little kid yep. and he looks at me and says, okay, enough's enough already. I've been kind of letting like my little brother hang around for just a little bit too long. It's kind of pissing me off now. There's no way in hell I'm letting this dude, this little kid beat me. And uh, man, Colorado, it, it is, you could not have scripted it better. Cause I, mean, I know a lot of us, we're watching the the pregame, whether you're watching the Fox noon big noon kickoff, which I think yeah. they're doing a great job with that, or the ESPN one. Man, they got the rock, they got little wing there, they got Gronkowski there. I mean, it was it was a a a a, a party in Boulder, uh, Colorado who? yesterday. Yeah. A who's who, even on the sideline, a who's who of the game. It was it's it's like it's like the Los Angeles Lakers when they start bringing all the celebrities to the yeah. game. Like that's the right. feeling I mean, now at, at Boulder, Colorado. Actually, true. Yeah. That's the feeling. Like Dion's bringing all the boys to go to Boulder to have a good time. And you know, you got rappers in the locker room pregame, all that good stuff. And then you win a game of double overtime. I mean, that you could not have scripted it better for Dion to continue to just dominate the headlines once again this this weekend. Well, and 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 that is where it gets kind of insane, right? I mean, you think about the margins, like, uh, and and everything you just said. It's not just 
the fact that there is an avalanche of criticism waiting to assault this team yeah. whenever they finally trip up, right? But that is there. Like, it's basically like last night, there were a lot of dudes with White Oakleys on Twitter who had tweets ready to go, mm-hmm. quite fire them off. So you have all that. You have, Like you said, you have the stars, all that. Like, there's just such a large spotlight, and you were dead. You were yeah. dead in the water. Like, you you were not going to win that game. And with 30 seconds left, you score a touch on a tight, and then it all comes down to a two-point conversion. If you don't get that two-point conversion, you lose. You lose. Yeah. So, so to get that close to death and you emerge on the other side – with the massive mm. win, Shadur Sanders, this entire team, uh, Michael Harrison ends up catching all the two-point conversions all the time. It just this entire team showed. And you might say, "Oh, well, Colorado State stinks." That was a close game, and that's all fair, you know. Like I don't, I don't think Colorado's going to beat Oregon, USC, still. But doesn't matter. Uh, You're three now. Well, it doesn't matter. But but also like. I don't care about how good or bad Colorado State is. They came ready to play, and this yeah. Colorado team showed some real resilience to find a way to win that game when you had to. And you look up. Well, it's the same time we've done it. That's the same yeah. time they've done it. I mean, go back to even Week One versus TCU, where you know they came out swinging. You know, they take the lead. TCU comes back, takes the lead, and you kind of like, okay, that was you know that was great and cute by Dion and, and the football team. It was cute, but then they came back and they started throwing some haymakers. They end up winning the football game. Yeah, you know, last week versus Nebraska, ugly start. You know, the first half, no one's really scoring points. They find a way to dominate and run away with it in the second half. This week, same thing. Not a great start. Travis gets hurt. He gets banged up. Colorado State's a little bit more physical than you to start the game, and you find a way to get a ninety-eight. Like when that punter punted it, and the ball went out the two-yard line, and you yeah. look up and it was like two minutes ago, and you got to go ninety-eight yards to score a touchdown and get a two-point conversion. God, ninety-eight like, yards, dude. That is a mythological drive. Yeah, like you said, like everyone is just ready to say, okay, finally we're going to put the fork in Deion Sanders. He's going to lose a game and we're going to be able to rip him on social media or on YouTube, whatever it want to be. And they go down there and march and score. And then they, then, then, then of who does this to say in overtime, I want the ball first. Yeah. And that, that, that that is crazy. His relationship with Shadur, his son is absolutely incredible. I don't know if you've seen what they do for their pregame, but they walk from the 40 yard line to the goal line and back. And he says, I think it's to the, from the 40 to the goal line, I'm your dad. And I'm talking to him like you're my son. And as soon as we hit the goal line and walk back, I'm your coach. And I'm going to talk whoa, to you like I'm a coach. Whoa, so like weird, they kind of had that dude. moment. And it's just, That's I'm telling cool. you, man, like the way that he can communicate with his team, the way that he can talk to his sons and, and, and the rest of the team, it's, it's special, man. It is so unique and so cool. And I would love to have had the opportunity just to be in that locker room and see how he does it. But I, from everything that I'm hearing and seeing, it, he is truly one of a kind. But going back to that drive, to be able to go 98 yards, do that, say, I want the ball first in overtime, score and score again and end up winning the thing. This is a good football team. And his son, Shadur, is an absolute stud. He's a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. And I know you said, oh, they have no chance for Oregon. They have no chance for USC. And maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. Well, you know, according to, 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 to Prime, Travis may be out for the next week. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, That's all I'm saying. When you, have, when you have a quarterback like him, like I said this last week, you will always be in the game. He's just too good. Yeah. He's too good. Yeah. And I mean, you saw last night and he was, and, and like, to your point, I mean, that 98 yard drive will live on in Colorado Buffs history forever. 
that is uh, mythological. Oh, wow. Brum put in the show chat here that they're 16 and a half point dogs. I mean, hmm. I, I would feel the only the only thing about playing that that makes me a little worried is like everybody's on it, right? And that's always when yep. these things go awry. I mean, you saw it yesterday, right? Everybody was on the 23 and a half and look what ended up happening. Um, whatever though. You know, we need we cannot get out of it and we'll move on from Colorado now, but we do have to shout out Shiloh Sanders for all yeah. the Shadur talk. For all the Shadur talk, Shiloh Sanders got ranked last in Prime's kid power rankings. Um, he hasn't gotten any love this year. And he comes up with a massive pick six early on, a force fumble later. Shiloh Sanders, take a bow, dude. Showing up big for your dad and your brother when they needed you. Yeah. Good job, Shiloh. We're proud of you, dude. Here on Snaps. Um, oh, also, it it's incredibly lame that Travis Hunter gets hurt on an illegal hit, like on a cheap shot. Yeah. Um, a lot, of, a lot of cheap shots from Colorado State last night. I think nine total. Well, and, and and so and so it's weird, right? Because I'm, you know, glass houses. Like, I can't even lie. I was a dirty ass player. I get yeah. why they're doing it. If you're not as good, you 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 get dirty. You try to, you know, intimidate hurt him, intimidate. Yeah, puff your chest out a little bit. So, like, I get why they did it, and I can't say that I would not have done the same. But on this side of it, now that I'm an adult and I sit here and I talk about all this sort of stuff, uh, it's incredibly lame that one of the best players in the entire country that was building a legitimate Heisman campaign is now going to be out for a few weeks because of a cheap shot. So uh, that sucks. Also, the guy 11 immediately gave up a touchdown later in the drive. So way to go, bro. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with powerhouse college athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order, visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bowl flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. 
Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Um, all right, so that was Colorado. Uh, like you said, though, man, ton of celebrities. That place was packed. Big time ticket. What if you were just like in Boulder and you're like, oh, man, I want to go see Coach Prime. You know what you need? You need the game time app. Okay. It is the fastest growing ticket app in the United States. Uh, and it can be last minute, right? You want some last minute, amazing deals to your favorite college team, pro team this September. You want to download game time, but it's not just football. Okay. Baseball concerts, comedy shows. They got it all on the game time app. Just download the app today. And if you use the code snaps, you get $20 off your first purchase. That's S N A P S snaps, uh, terms apply. So download the game time, enter code snaps, $20 off. And no matter where you live, go have some fun this week. Doesn't have to be bolder. Any tickets, fastest growing ticket app in the United States. Download game time today. Lowest price guarantee. Um, all right, let's get back to some of these other games. Uh, Aaron, do you want to start with Alabama stinking or UGH? Uh, let's start with Alabama stinking first. Um, yeah, uh, this is hilarious to me. So we started to kind of around Friday, it started to break that Tyler Buckner was going to get the start. Oof. And I immediately um, went to troll Alabama fans online and put up Buckner's career stats and saying, like, yes, like this is definitely going to fix it, right? Because I think he's done like five touchdowns to six picks in his entire mm-hmm. career. Like, yes, this is definitely going to be the panacea for all your issues. And uh, you know what? Turns out Tyler Buckner still not very good at football. I mean, I, you know, it was it, you, you kind of uh, knew it coming in. The stats said it. He ends up five of 14, 34 yards. Okay, well, let's try Ty Simpson. Five of nine, 73 yards. You win in South Florida, 17 to three. Just gross all the way around. I mean, what do you do here? You have to go back to Jalen Milrow, right? Like, he's clearly uh, the best quarterback. Oh, it's definitely not Buckner. Um, I, I Definitely not Buckner. Buckner's definitely Buckner's not. Can, sure. Buckner needs to be out. Buckner, you you are. Yeah, you you. Notre Dame's. Notre Dame and Polly Walnut's <laughs> next level invasion. They're 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 yeah. like uh, they're like a parasite. It's so sabotage it's like, Alabama. Yeah, yes, season. yes, yes. It's a literal deep state sabotage by Notre would, Dame to ruin uh, Alabama. I wouldn't be hesitant to 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 maybe give Ty the opportunity to start. I mean, the problem is now, you know, you really can't start flip flopping quarterbacks anymore. Like, I think you have to kind of make a decision and and roll with it somewhat. I also think you need a lower expectations as an Alabama fan base and as a coaching staff. I mean, I've been saying this the entire offseason. Like, you you're not good enough to win a championship this year. You don't yeah. have the key position, and, and you're young everywhere else. So, like, who, who in my mind, 
Who's the best quarterback we can build leading into 2024? Who is going to be and, that and guy? Probably Simpson, right? And that's probably Simpson in my mind. So, like, I am building this team right now with the process of, you know, we're going to have to win games on defense. We're going to have to be electric up there. We're going to have to continue to get more physical at the offensive line position, which, I mean, that's that's the also crappy thing right now. You look at this offensive line, wasn't great versus Texas. And versus USF, it, it wasn't like it was extremely dominant either. So, like, you're just you're just going to be a good football team that's going to be a nine and three team this year. So, if we're building for the future, I think I think you got to give Ty more of an opportunity to go out there and see if he could be that guy first. So, I would lean towards Ty Simpson being QB one next week. And if all kind of shit hits the fan, you put you put Jalen in from there. But Buckner's lost his chance. Yeah, yeah, no, we're all the way. I mean, Buckner now has never showed us anything in his college career that says he's going to be a good quarterback. Um, at least not on this level. Uh, what about do, does this all feel does this all feel a little reactive to you from Nick Saban and company? This like like I I I'm guessing just again, like especially like okay, take Tyson's out of because you started Buckner last night. Like, yep. in what world did Jalen Milrow play so badly that you thought that Tyler Buckner decided deserved to start over him? Like that's what really surprises me here. Like it just it it, it feels. A well, I thought little, it was. Um, I thought I think it feels, I think it was the reach of desperation that I've never seen out of Alabama before. No, it it just it it's it's squarely on the the idea of which it's it's hard to say that because he was a, somewhat of a turnover machine back at Notre Dame too. It's it's can we put just put someone in there who's not going to lose us the game? I think that's no, I know, but that's what, but that's what Buckner. That's but but I know that's what he's done in the past. That his history as well. Yeah, but. And I, and I think this goes back to kind of what I heard from from Ty Simpson from some people is we can't put we can't put one quarterback in there because he's shown shown that he can't take care of the football. Our young quarterback at Ty Simpson maybe doesn't have complete confidence in the playbook right now. Can we put someone in there that at least knows the playbook, has a, some some familiarity with the offensive coordinator, and can just run the base game plan and not screw it up? I think right now yeah. they're just trying not to screw it up, which is I which know. is for an Alabama offense that has been so explosive for the past decade, yeah. and has been on like essentially since Lane Kiffin got there, been one of the on the forefront of offenses and creativity. It's kind of in a position right now where they're saying to themselves, "How do we just not screw it up? How can that's we crazy. just just like not fuck up this football game?" And that's the way they're going to play the rest of the season. That's insane too, um, because I don't even think that Buckner is. Did can really do that base level job of just run the offense either. Like yeah. it is shocking. Like you said, after a decade of being dominant, it is shocking at um how badly, how poorly mismanaged this quarterback room uh really is at Alabama right now. So mm-hmm. um I'm enjoying trolling all of my friends, certainly, but uh this is like like I, I know you well, win this game, I mean, obviously seven. Shame on Tommy Reese, though, too. Like, you knew that he wasn't this good, and you still brought him over. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I come know. on, Tommy. You Bro, could not Tommy. have told me that you, that you could have thought that this kid was good to, tell, to walk into Nick Saban's office and say, Nick, I got our guy. Trust me. Let's go get this kid from Notre Dame. I know the stats aren't great, but he's good. Let's bring him in. Like, he's going to be waking up feeling like a fool right now, knowing that he told Nick Saban that, that this guy could be our possible quarterback this season. Bro, I was just thinking about, like, I mean, how old is Tommy Reese? He's like, like, 30s. 30s. Like, like, right? Like, yeah, he's like our age. Um, 
it's got to be real bad feeling pulling up mm. to the office, getting ready for that Monday meeting, knowing you have to go walk in there and see Nick Saban. After he bet on you, and like you said, after a decade of dominance and offensive brilliance from Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, Bill O'Brien, here you are. You're supposed to be the young hotshot, and it's just all fucking up, dude. Dude, like I, you think he sits? This in the coaching car staff is just, a shell. This coaching staff is a shell of what what it's been in years past. I mean, yeah. it's, it's 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 not even the top four for coaching staffs in in, in the SEC. You know it's what not. I? You know what? You know what I love too is that for the first time. You're seeing Alabama fans get like, um, like I love my guy Steve Moulton. Him and West Neighbors do a great show out of Huntsville. Like I love those guys, right? And normally everything's all very jovial and funny, and we're all having a good time. But I, you know, I tweet out some Alabama stuff, and I got a little like, "Why don't you worry about your lawn?" Or oh, they never learn, Ooh. do they? And it's like, you know, I've seen enough to know. It's like, oh, okay, dude. So now I can tell that you're really actually getting insecure. You know what I'm saying? Like the second mm -hmm. that, that, that the people who have always been nice, who have always been above it, who has always been like, ah, you know, oh, that's cute. Yeah, no, no. Now they're getting a little, little snappy, little frustrated. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, look, it is what it is, Alabama. I don't think you're any good this year. You're still, I mean, no. it's still between you and LSU in the West. You're still better than everybody no, in the not. West. No, they're not. No, they're, they're, not. They're, they're not. They're not. You can't tell me that they're better than everyone else in the West right now. They're not. They're going to lose another two games. They're going to lose to LSU. But they'll be, be favored, if, they'll be favored against everybody. What's the line for this weekend versus Ole Miss? I mean, I think Ole Miss could beat them this weekend. They were close last I think year. A, I think A&M could beat them in two weeks. I would put money on A&M to win that game in two weeks right now. I mean, A&M hadn't looked great either. I mean, but I guess A&M's defense has been the problem. And yeah, to your point, um, Alabama's offense probably not yeah, going to be very well suited to take advantage of that. No. I mean, I, I uh, this could be an A and four. I've seen Alabama minus Alabama minus six and a half this next week at home. Um, I don't think they scare anyone, and they don't scare anyone on offense. That's for damn sure. I don't think no. You, you, there, there's no magic wand to solve right now what you can do on offense. You are you're the bottom half of the SEC when it comes to offensive production, and that it's not going to magically get better. God, it's so crazy, man. It's such a it just. It's like you said. I mean, I just kind of. From the hip, I'm like, yeah, they're still, you know, the best team in the West. But like, yeah, I guess you're right. No, I don't know. not. It just feels it's, uh, it's just so shocking to try to adjust your mindset. Um, all right, so Alabama 73 over South Florida feels like an absolute loss for them. The fan base is in shambles. Aaron, uh, I'm not too tapped in to the UGA hive mind like you are. Uh, <laughs> oh, is every God. is everybody oh. just like super happy about the big SEC win yesterday? Huh? Uh, yeah, no, they're not. They're not. Hey, listen, <laughs> South Carolina, 24, 14. Let's go, dude. I mean, you make a couple chip shot field goals. It's 30, 14. Maybe you feel a little bit wow. better about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, Mike I, Bobo. I, I, How's everybody feeling about Mike Bobo today? Yeah. People aren't too happy with my boy Bobo here, but I mean, you look at the game and you look at the, like, you know, Carson was super efficient. 27, 35, 269. Take care of the. He's been taking care of the football extremely well. They finally ran the ball well. Like Dejon Edwards. Hold on. How many touchdowns did he throw? How many touchdowns did he throw? The Carson Beck. Zero. High, remember Zero. the high. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh damn, my bad, dude. I didn't know. He, dude, Carson, Carson Beck, Beck of a season seventy-two percent. I don't want to hear exactly seventy-seven yards. Yes, I mean he's exactly. been. No, no, no. It no. has. What was it? Let me just defend it. You asked me a question here. They're not 
playing sexy football. They're not. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that right now. It's not sexy. It is very not efficient. Good football. I don't know. They're playing good football. They're playing good football. I think people are overreacting because they're not putting up 40, 50 points per game right now. Uh, and, and they're not making it look easy. But it's still good football. It's, it's, it is good football and it's winning football. I think people need to like take a deep breath. You know, you know who's playing good football? Michael Penix Jr., 27 to 35, just like Carson Beck, only 473 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Okay. That's good football, Aaron. Carson I, Beck right now is a walking empty calorie game. Like, 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 uh, you know about empty no. calories? You're, you're a little skinny boy. Like, you know, like potato chips, right? Other stuff that, that don't actually, they have no value. Like Carson Beck's stat lines are, are empty calorie stat lines. No, they're not. No, they are. It's, it's, it is. It's, I would say that I think that the biggest difference between what I'm seeing from Georgia and say like a Washington right now, which is surprising me, is I haven't seen the elite explosiveness from the receivers. To me, like no, that's nothing. the biggest difference. Like, like, yeah, you put some issues on like, oh, Carson's not pushing the ball down the field or Carson's not doing this or that. I, I haven't seen these receivers make plays. And 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 obviously you're missing your best receiver in Ladd McConkey, who's you know was out for the third straight game, but you know, I think Dom has played okay. He had some drops in the first game. Um, Marcus Rosemey, Jack Saint finally got going a little bit in this Such game. A good name. Brock has been Brock has been you know somewhat non-existent. I know you know, got to find more creative ways to get him the ball, but there hasn't been like that big time player making catches, making guys miss, and running for touchdowns. I mean, you look at Washington. Even on one of the tip passes, the guy caught it, made a couple guys miss, and runs for yeah. a 40, 50 yard touchdown. Like Georgia doesn't have that guy at the receiving position, which I'm I'm a little bit shocked because I I, I kind of looked at that spot and I said beginning of the season. This receiving core is the best and deepest receiving core Georgia's had in a decade. And yet yeah. no one to me has stood out. So huh. put all the blame you want on Bobo not pushing the ball vertically down the field. Put all the blame on Carson not pushing the ball vertically down the field and, 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 and the lack of explosive plays. I think Bobo kind of looked back and said, I don't know if I really trust this receiving core right now to win one-on-one matchups down the field because no one's doing it. So Okay, so okay. So you, that's have to play, you have to play to your personnel a little bit too. No, for sure. But, but but what I'm saying is, so you are saying if you're doing the math between are the receivers not looking good because the quarterback isn't getting in there or they're not just, you're just saying the receivers are just not winning. The receivers aren't winning in my mind. Or okay. they're winning enough to make catches or not winning enough to make explosive plays. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what do you, so we, you, you talk about Alabama and then we maybe an eight and four team. This is kind of the first team with a pulse that Georgia played. Again, I don't think South Carolina is even particularly good. I mean, I really like South Spencer Rattler's damn good. No, I was gonna say, no, I was He's gonna say, like, good. I really love how well Spencer Rattler's played this year, but it's a, it's a team with obvious weaknesses. I mean, they're one and two. They're one and two. Um I was just I was so, just saying, like I'm wait. saying, no, hold on. Have have you adjusted your Georgia expectations yet? Like, no, are, are the, like the you're gonna sit East here stock. and tell you're gonna sit, I know, but you're gonna sit here and tell me that Alabama's gonna be eight and four. You still think Georgia's gonna win a national championship? If not Georgia, then who else? Like, who's really impressed you this year? Michigan. I mean, Michigan was playing like dog crap yesterday. Michigan was played worse than Georgia yesterday. Oh, really? JJ McCarthy threw two picks early on. They looked like dog crap yesterday, Michigan. Like, that's what I was saying. Like, after Georgia game, I was like, okay, well, let's see what Michigan looks like versus Bowling Green to see if, you know, they got some juice. They went 31 to six. JJ was eight of 13, 143, two touchdowns and three interceptions. Like, who in the country, T Bob? Right now is elite. There isn't Texas. an elite football team. Texas. Texas, 
Texas was was losing the game at halftime, I believe. Florida State. Florida State almost lost to Boston College. Yeah, that final score was a little closer than the actual game was. Uh, I'm just Pitt's saying, like, like, why? Why? I know you like to give me shit because I'm a Georgia guy here. No one has looked good this year. No one has looked elite for like a consistent three weeks. We're like, man, that is a national championship football team. There is not one. Right. So do I feel? Do I feel like Georgia can win it? Yeah, because I don't know anyone else that can right now. Okay. Like it is, it is as wide open college football as it has ever been. There is not one team right now that you can say, I feel comfortable putting my mortgage on them winning a national championship. Everyone's vulnerable. I still feel more comfortable, though, with almost any of the other teams in age simply because at least they're going to be tested during this year. Like, I really cannot wait to see what happens the first time Georgia runs into a good team. Maybe, you know, maybe by that time of the season, they're they're like much better and they figured everything out and, and, and they'll be great. But if they had to play a good team right now, they would lose, I think. Well, um, good thing they'll have to play a good team for a while. True, true, true. Uh, and I said this I said this a month ago. I said the best thing that could happen to, to Kirby Smart and, and to this Georgia football team is that you play a close game in week three for South Carolina. And, and Kirby can go back into that locker room after the game and during the week and say, guys, you are a shell of the national championship team for the past two seasons. Yeah. And you better yeah. get your shit together if you want to win a national championship this year. Yeah. yeah. Because what we've seen so far is not good enough. Like this was to me, this was the perfect game for Kirby Smart. You win. That's true. It wasn't That's as true. close as, as as the score seemed in the fourth quarter. It was it was in hand. But you could kind of go back and say, guys, there's there's still a lot of work. Right, you're done. down 14-3 at half. It was I know. shocking. It was shocking. It was truly shocking. Um speaking of being down, Tennessee fans. It was Ooh. You had a good year and a half, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's gotta be a bit disappointing as, and look, I was one of the main ones banging the Tennessee drum where I was like, no, look, I just think that now Josh Heupel's like, I, it's so crazy, but I'm willing to give him that bit of the doubt that now Tennessee is just guaranteed second best team in the East, you know, no question about it. And, um, <clears throat> this game was going to be kind of indicative of it. Tennessee having not won in the swamp in about 20 years going down, there was the perfect opportunity to say, okay, no, we are the big dog outside of Georgia in this half of the conference. And now Tennessee just looks kind of um, okay, I suppose, as Florida uses a crazy second quarter, which they outscore, I mean, 20 points in the second alone. And Tennessee just can't come back. And all of a sudden, a Florida Gator team that we thought looked like garbage, a huge win for Billy Napier. They were more physical. Tennessee on defense, it was, it was, it was painful to watch at time, just the inability to – Tackle the ball care. You know, Trevor Etienne went off. Montreal yeah. Johnson had some some decent runs here there. Uh, and then Graham Mertz was was just dicing them up. I think this was in the first half. He was rolling to the right. There's a defender in his face. Receiver was chill on the sideline. He threw it up and over the defender by about an inch in the perfect spot for the receiver to catch it and keep his toes in bounds. I'm like, wow. Like, and, and I thought Graham Mertz has played well this entire season. Like he's been extremely efficient. And I thought you saw a quarterback play with a lot of confidence. But when you're able to dictate the line of scrimmage like Florida did yesterday and just beat Tennessee up up front, yeah. uh, you're going well, to give your that, quarterback an opportunity. And, and and they did. They won both lines of scrimmage. I mean, Tennessee it, it couldn't rush the ball well. And Joe Milton is Joe Milton, man. Just he's just just average. Just he's 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 not he's not Hendon. And I don't know if he has that it factor when it comes to leadership, too, where when 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 things get going bad that he can kind of rally the troops like Hendon was able to do. 
Well, and ultimately, um, you, you mentioned the battle on the line of scrimmage. Like, ultimately, for this Tennessee offense to be successful, even last year, uh, they got to run the ball. I mean, they yep. they were leading the SEC in rushing entering this game, and so when you hold them to thirty carries for a hundred yards, uh, that's that's how Tennessee's going to lose. And so, credit Billy Napier, credit Florida, uh, for for finding a way and getting a massive, much needed win at home. And now, again, I think I think the biggest disappointment here. I'm sure Florida fans feel, you know, definitely some kind of like, okay, like we needed yep. something good after last year. Mm-hmm. We desperately need something good. But also, Tennessee fans got to be like, man, are we just like, are we like seven and six? Yeah, like, are we like, you know, eight and four? Like, I thought, like Tennessee fans saw, and I thought this too. And they were like a 10-win team every year from here on out. Yep. They kind of had that feeling of momentum. It doesn't feel – yeah, like Brum put in the chat here. Uh, Tennessee has the feeling of a one-hit wonder. I don't think point. so. I think Heupel's a good enough coach, and they're, and they're recruiting at a at a pretty high clip right now where I think this team is good enough in the future to be in a 12-team playoff scenario, uh, a playoff team once every three or four years. Yeah, Which I, if you're making the playoffs once every three or four years, that's I would say that's successful. I know Tennessee fans won't, won't – won't, you know, won't want that. But when you're in the SEC and the big boys are in this league in Texas and Oklahoma and LSU and Alabama and Georgia, and you know, if, if Billy Napier continues, you know, trending in the right direction, he's recruiting oh. really well, then like that, that one, one in every four years of making the playoff and having a chance to compete for a championship, I would say is successful. Yeah. That's, that's, that's for Tennessee fans to determine that. But I think Hypel has this program trending in that direction. Yeah, I mean, and, and look, that, that's a that's a team that I mean, I like we said, they got to be good on the line. Um, but it, like when they hit on a quarterback, they will hit big because of Heupel and his. Well, system. they got Nico. They got Nico, and that yeah, they me, got Ayman That's, that's, that's right. I that's, about that's, that's 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 interesting discussion. Yeah, they now paid him with, eight with, million dollars, dude. <laughs> he better. Play. Joe is <laughs> Joe is not impressed through the first three weeks of the season. He just hasn't. I mean, he, he's he's been. Uh, very erratic. He, a lot of the stuff that that got him benched two years ago are resurfacing. At what point do you just kind of say, you know, this season is a wash? Um, let's put Nico in and build yeah. the future. I think that that's it. That, that's it. That that to me, that is a real after the way Joe Milton has played the past two weeks versus Austin P. Uh, and then obviously the way he looked first versus Florida. At sometimes he just looked lost. At what point do you say, Nico, we're, we're giving you the football? They play UTSA this weekend. Maybe give him a half, see what he can do. Well, and it's kind of crazy because, uh, you know, in something that will become more common, I would imagine, you do have some weird kind of financial pressure to pay him, but to play him. I mean, you yeah. paid him $8 million. So at a certain point, frustration is going to get to the point where, like, whatever booster created that money, you know, whatever booster gave that money is going to be like, hey, you know, what's going on? Milton's not yeah. cutting it. What did, I, what did I pay this kid to come here for? I didn't pay him to come ride the bench. Let's yeah. go. If we're, if we're not winning, if we're not winning games, put it, put his ass in. Yeah, and they still have Texas A&M. They still have Alabama. They still have UGA. Even though Alabama, again, Tennessee, that that could be a get right game for you, yeah. um, or a, a get out of jail free. How crazy do we think about like no, Alabama. like uh, there, there's not a, like there's not a lot of games I feel good about Tennessee at the moment, and there's not a lot of games where I'm like, oh, Alabama's for sure going to win that football game. Yeah. Alabama yeah. for sure is going to win that yeah, way. Bro, like, the I, SEC is I don't all know. down. It's crazy. The SEC is all down. The all SEC down. is all down all the way around. Even though now, like, you know, you're like, it's so funny how reactive we are because now it's like, you know, LSU, though. I mean, I don't know. Look at Jaden Daniels, dude. But, bro, but, at one but, but look, at, look at, look at, look at, look at the big, like, I feel like the whole college football landscape is down. I don't know if it's just because the middle of the pack is elevated to the top, 
No, points, look, everything. At the big, Sorry, look at the Big Ten. Yeah. The, the, uh, Ohio State hasn't looked dominant. No. Michigan, you know, I, we think they're good, but the past couple of weeks, I mean, it's not like they've been just kicking everyone's butt this season. They've, they're they're averaging, what, 30 points per game against East Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green? So it's not like they're putting well, up 60 but hold points. On, but, but, but you've been impressed with McCarthy. I have been impressed. I, I have been. Within there. But I'm just saying, like, it's not like they're just – destroying everyone i thought penn yeah. state yesterday looked very average in their football yeah, game like very very average versus illinois it's like those big three that everyone was saying like oh the big 10 is three teams inside the top 10 i don't think any three of them have been like oh my god world world beaters uh the big 12 is the big 12 kind of blah um the pac 12 has been really the only shining light in college football yeah all the yeah. other conferences have disappointed i don't know if it's because the washington has so been high. consistently great this season that is one team so that's been consistently so USC, great oregon yeah. has been really good but i think it's because we set the bar so low because they're about to die that yeah we're like oh my god look how good they are and the sec and big 10 were up here and they haven't met those expectations so obviously they must be shit no, it's 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 what we talked about last week, man. And um, again, we will need more years of data to to really see if this is the case. But it feels like the transfer portal has led to a strengthening of the middle class, right? Your group of five lower class teams have gotten talent leached upwards, but then your elite. Um, no, like your group of five teams have lost talent to the power five, right? So oh, yeah, yeah. upward, yep. and then your elite, your Uber rich have lost talent downward. And like I said, it's creating that middle class where everybody feels way better because you can plug these holes that mm -hmm. you couldn't in the past. So it's fun, man. It's, it's just how I want the sport to be like, it, it's, it is super fun. Feels more like the NFL. Right now. Yeah. Feels more like the NFL. Yeah, which is not a bad thing. You know, obviously yeah. look at the NFL does pretty good. Uh, all right. That'll do it for snaps. Um, we will have a full recap on Monday, all the games, all the biggest storylines, everything from the weekend. Uh, shout out for joining us on AMP. Uh, as always, youtube.com slash at volume saps. Are we at 5K yet? We are, should be by tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Let's push towards 5K. Uh, we will do our Monday show live on YouTube. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go try to... Climb out of the doghouse for the rest of Sunday. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to get my mind right a little bit here. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Aaron, you have a great day. Thank you, Brum, for waking up with us as well. Uh, shout out to my daughters who've been in the studio the whole time. They're well behaved. Did you hear them at all? Did you hear them in the background at all? Just twice. Okay. There you go. Not bad. good, though. Great girl. girl. Girls, say bye. Bye. All right. Uh, all right. We'll see you on Monday's episode of Snap. Hannah Storm and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. 
this season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.